Three, two, one, go. Oh, yes. I see it. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> it, says even, it even says three, two, one, go, exclamation point. That's so helpful. <laughs> I actually like that better than the longer countdown. Oh, my gosh, yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I like, think my stress levels would just increase as the long countdown. Yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting a long time for this. On talk, no shock. From the Emerald City of Seattle, it's the Mike Cyber Radio Podcast. Your home for pop culture, Transformers, independent artists, interviews, Transformers, and stuff and things. Also, sometimes Transformers. And now, here he is, the man that's more than meets the eye, Mike Seibert. Hey there, folks, and uh, welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio, a live stream uh, style. As you can see, we we are having a party here. Uh, we're we're uh, we're we're hanging out at the beach, and uh, and uh, we're going to talk a little Transformers. You know, as as we have been for uh, the the last oh I don't know several months, or for me several years, uh, and we'll uh, throughout the rest of this year we are celebrating the 35th anniversary of the Transformers the movie, and today. Today we're getting together to specifically talk about the Fathom event screening that happened um, uh, last week and I guess week before now because it's almost a week ago. Anyway, on, on September 26th and 28th, uh, Fathom event screened uh, the Transformers the movie in the theater. And I thought um, I, I was really itchy to talk about my experience. And I thought I'd recruit a couple friends to kind of um, chat about their experiences as well so um uh let's uh let's start at the beach joining us uh directly from the beach from the more than meets the ear podcast it's trish how you doing hi guys what's up um you know it's, i'm doing great you know living my best life that california dream out here i figured if i'm gonna if i'm gonna rep more than meets the ear i better do it 110 percent. so we're at, <laughs> you know we're out here on the beach all right. So, uh, so as, as you said, you are on the beach. I'm trying to describe things as best as possible for like folks, if they're listening on the podcast and not necessarily watching on the live stream, I've noticed, I've noticed that sometimes I'm not especially good about that. And folks will reach out to me and say like, yeah, when, when you say, Hey, look at this, um, I can't see what you're pointing to. So I, so I'm trying to be a little more, uh, uh, descriptive, but, uh, but Trish, you are there in the, uh, uh, the sunny, sunny, Sunshiny beach, and um, why? Why are you there? What? Uh, what are you doing today? <laughs> well, um, you know, I'm. I was. I am a little bit of an aviation enthusiast. Those of you who, I mean, Transformers kind of helps with that <laughs> a little bit. Um, but yeah, so there's actually an air show out here. It's called the Great Pacific Air Show, and we actually managed to to rope in all three of the North American um, demonstration teams: the United States Air Force Thunderbirds, the United States Navy Blue Angels, and the Canadian. Uh, I don't know what their military is called, <laughs> the Snowbirds. So yeah, I've just been out here. Sure living the life and listening to my eardrums get blown out by super fast jets. It's been great. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. And, you know, uh, so here in the Pacific Northwest, and I, I guess I should indicate that all three of us are representing the best coast. We're all uh, we're all West Coast folks, so that's uh, so that's pretty cool. We got like that tri-state uh, representation. But you know, here in uh, the Seattle area, we have uh, we have an event called Seafair, and the Blue Angels come.
um, every year and fly over Lake Washington. And it, I, I've I've seen the Thunderbirds maybe like twice in my lifetime. Oh, they're so, so good. They're yeah, so good. I mean, they they are super rad. But it's where where I'm going with that is like it's it's especially rare that the both the Blue Angels and the Thunderbirds are on the same show oh, at the same yeah. time. Oh, incredibly, and, yeah. And and to have the Canadian Air Force uh, team on top of it that 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 sounds like a really cool. A uh, fun show. So it really was. It's been a great day. We had that. We had the F thirty fives. We had the F eighteen. It's been a rocking show. And I'm back to back again tomorrow for more. <laughs> wow, very cool. Oh yeah. Well, you know, and and as folks know from uh, you know hanging out with you on social media or even uh, listening <laughs> to you on 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 your uh, on the podcast more than meets the ear. Um, you know, uh, you you double around with aviation quite a bit. You're, uh, I do, you're, I do. You're quite, quite the young pilot. I, I think that's super cool. I did my best. You know, I love it. Being in the air is just a totally different feeling. Um, you know, I can speak from personal experience. I can tell why the Transformers love it. And, you know, those seekers have a superiority complex. It's for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh really cool insight. I, I, guess, I guess I never thought of it that way before. Um, <laughs> Well, cool. Well, well, thank you so much for joining us. And like, as you uh, warned us, Trish, before uh, before we went live, you know, there may be some opportunity for some screaming air acrobatics and some uh, uh, some some loud noises. So just, uh, you know, content warning for folks hanging out here on the live stream, which actually that'd be super cool if somebody yeah. did, uh, did some mean, stuff. But unless we have a Maverick, we should be pretty OK unless someone goes rogue. I think they just uh, wrapped up. So we should gotcha. be pretty good. So just chill beach vibes then. That's chill beach a, vibes, yeah. That that's I'm how we do. Repping my my transformers out today. I think nice. I've got my seeker wings on this side. No, that's my Autobot side. Seeker wings on this side. There we go. Uh, my hat is full of transformers pins for anybody who can't see. Right. So yeah. Super cool. <laughs> I, I love it. Living your best life out there. That that's that's terrific. The only um, way to do it. <laughs> Also joining us on uh, on this panel today is a fabulous fan artist and regular guest host on the Transmissions podcast, uh, longtime uh, Mike Cyber Radio uh, supporter and guest co-host. It's Apollo. How you doing? Hi, I'm doing well. Just enjoying this lovely Portland day. Um, <laughs> as you can see, for those who you can't see, my corgi Jazz is a cameo, making a cameo appearance. Yeah, man. Podcast. So, um, rocking his Hawaiian shirt, living his best life. Yeah, he's living his best life <laughs> right now. Um, but um, yeah, no, I'm living my best life as well. I just re- redid my um, display case today a little bit, so I'm always mm-hmm. fine tuning that. I, I love it. That that's that's a great display there. Uh, you've got and and Apollo, you had mentioned uh, uh, shortly before we went on the air here that you've uh, you've consolidated some of your collection. Like you know, you've traded in a bunch of stuff and got some other uh, cool stuff. Uh, do you want to talk about some of your uh, recent adventures in collecting? Yeah. So um, I had like three totes of figures that I didn't want anymore. And a lot of them were in boxes. They were just taking up so much space. And I thought I was going to be moving a few months ago. And then I had to cancel um, for other reasons. And so I was like, you know what, I don't want these anymore. So I went to a local toy store called Rogue Toys um, in Portland. And I traded in a bunch of stuff. And I got um, 
this here, um, the Flayed Toys Optimus Prime. And yeah. then I also got um, this G1 Mind Wipe. I was just like, oh, he's cool. He's got wings like a bat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he, he's a chunky little vampire. I love him. Yeah, I'm kind of afraid to um, convert him, though, because I think he was just, like, sitting on someone's shelf since the 80s, and the oh, figure's no. almost as old as me, so I'm like, I don't know <laughs> if it's going to fall apart if I try, but um, I also got an Orion Pax figure, too. But, um, oh. Yeah, but he's over on my table, so... Which, which Orion was it? Is it uh, the, uh, um, oh, God, not classics, but... Um... One of the recent generations ones? I, I don't remember. Um, um, it's the one that comes with the comic book. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the one that I was going to say was classics, but I'd, mm -hmm. I I recently listened to the Triple Takeover episode talking about classics from like 2006, and that's kind of on my mind uh, mm -hmm. because I didn't really mess around with uh, that line. I wasn't really into uh, Transformers collecting during that era, so it's, it, it's interesting to go back and listen to folks talk about stuff from that era mm -hmm. um cheap plug for those guys if you're not listening to triple takeover uh, get your life right it is it is a terrific <laughs> uh transformers toy podcast yeah like and i'm just figuring out like i really like the seekers um obviously like so <laughs> um, as you see all the rainbow of seekers and the star scream shelf behind me so it's just um you know it's as a collector you, you know at least for myself like if i'm not enjoying something i'm not gonna keep it yeah yeah, I I appreciate because like you you have all of the siege seekers right because you, mm -hmm. you've you've got like the entire rainbow over there is is near as I could tell uh, yep. here on the here on the live stream, and I it, it's neat that they're they've made almost well not quite almost but uh nearly almost as many side swipes as they have uh siege seekers uh because that, that that i tell you what man i i don't know what it is about what's captured my imagination about that mold uh but i'm i'm just i'm just like obsessed with it it's like i'm um you ever have that thing where you kind of hope you lose ebay auctions uh i i recently without realizing what i was doing i've bid on like a half dozen different sideswipe uh siege oh, no. molds it, but it's all just sideswipe it's like i've already got a red alert on the way and it's just regular regular siege sideswipe it's not even the netflix one it's just like i just as i was i as i was going through ebay not really paying attention i i bid on six of the same figure so we'll see how wow. many i end up with uh stay tuned <laughs> but um but yeah that that, that kind of seems to be my my new obsession kind of building that super sentai uh sideswipe army <laughs> yeah, I think for the the in regards to the Netflix the War for Cybertron Seekers, I'm only missing the Target exclusive Red Wing and the Skywarp that came in the Decepticon Phantom Strike Squadron pack. That's those ah. are the only two I'm missing, and it makes me so angry. I'm like, I need them all. Yeah, <laughs> well, and unfortunately for you, those I and Apollo, correct me if I'm wrong, but those are like uh, the hardest yeah. to get. The yeah. Red Wing is okay; he's okay to find, but the Phantom Strike you can't find him for under like two hundred dollars, and I'm like. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I I think I'm gonna end up at a spot like that uh, with my sideswipes because like the the G two deco sideswipe where it's it's black like deep 
deep cover, but he's got red accents instead of blue. And he came in like some Amazon exclusive. Um, it was like covert strike team or some such like that. He comes with like a, a recolor of flywheels, I think, and a couple battle masters. I don't want any of that stuff. I just I, I just need another sideswipe. But I get I get the feeling I'm gonna end up uh paying for him uh once I've gotten all of the other ones and that that time is coming sooner rather than later especially seeing how my my ebay auctions go but anyway (laughs) but none of that is what we're talking about here today i just i just thought it would be fun to kind of talk about uh you know where we're at in our collections and stuff that we're doing but um the the reason for the season is uh, the Fathom event screening of Transformers the movie, which which again uh, um, happened uh, the twenty sixth and twenty eighth. And before we talk about our individual experiences, because we had you know kind of our our own um, experiences there that that uh, I would like to get into and talk about. I, I guess what I would like to start with to set the scene is. Um, can we talk a little bit about what our relationship is to Transformers the movie? One of the reasons why I was really excited to have uh, both of you on to join me here is that uh, you both have have vastly different um, experience uh, with with the movie than I do. Like you know, I I've told my story a million times. Like I I, I, w- <laughs> I went I went to go see it when I was seven years old. It was the first movie that my mom let me go see by myself. Which incidentally, after we got out of the the screening, my wife got in my ear and she was like, "And your mom let you go see this by yourself with all the violence and the swearing and all that? I don't think she understood what she was she was letting you go see." But for me, it was kind of like um, a, a little bit of a, a taste of empowering. Like, it's just like, oh, I'm an independent seven-year-old. I can go buy my my own popcorn and my own red vines and Dr. Pepper and and sit here and and watch uh, all my childhood heroes get get slaughtered on the on the, on the TV on, on the movie screen. I mean, but um, but yeah, no, I mean, it just no other movie at that point had just grabbed my imagination and my attention the way that 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 had like you know i i had seen star wars movies and things like that but there was something there was something different and something special about this movie that that's always stuck with me and um i i've since made a lot of friends that are in the transformers fandom but the thing that i think kind of gets lost in the shuffle the more friends i make and the more shows like this that i do is that my love and adoration for transformers the movie supersedes my transformers fandom like i i've i've been a fan of this movie my entire life i've called it my favorite movie and that is not always the case for for everyone my age in in the fandom as as i kind of found in some of my uh, social media interactions over over the last uh, week but we'll talk about that in a sec um but anyway, so 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 it's a movie that's always been iconic and important to me. So to have the opportunity to see it in the theaters again, again, <laughs> was <laughs> w- was was a really cool opportunity that um, that I didn't want to miss out on. Uh, but I know that my story is not everybody's story. So um, 
um apollo i know i know you've you've talked about your experience with the movie as well um but i i guess let's let's start with that and just kind of talk about what what your relationship to this movie is before we kind of get into our experience watching it again on the big screen um so um I never saw it until 2017. <laughs> so I'd seen Transformers on G1 when I was a little kid, but they were just reruns because by the time I was old enough to remember it, um, you know, it stopped, they'd stopped making new episodes of Transformers. So um, it was just reruns on TV. So um, I got into Transformers again as an adult in 2017 and because of the last night movie and then it was around thanksgiving a friend and i put on transformers the movie the 1986 movie i hadn't seen g1 since i was a little kid i had no idea (laughs) that they killed off most of the main cast in the movie (laughs) i was like wait what is happening (laughs) like um i just remembered like i didn't I'm like, why is everyone dying? Like, it was pretty shocking to me. So, um, yeah, so that was my first time seeing it since, um, you know, well, first time seeing it ever. And then I had seen it, you know, I bought the movie, you know, and I've seen it several times on home video. And then I missed out on the last showing in theaters. I was going to go, but then I wasn't able to go. So this was my first time seeing it in theaters. Wow. Very cool. That's, um, and, and again, that, that's, that's part of the reason why, why I wanted to, uh, chat with others because like, there, there was, there was a time kind of when I, when I kind of got more involved with, uh, the fandom, I, I connected with the Autopod Decepticast folks and, you know, they, they did, uh, you know, like, I mean, like the first 86 episodes of their podcast is going over the movie minute by minute. So again, as I said, being a fan of the movie more than, um, uh, the Transformers kind of like a, as a, as a general IP, I immediately gravitated to, uh, their show. But like, once I started hanging out with those guys and getting to know them better, um, not a darn one of them saw it in the theaters. In fact, uh, you know, most of them saw uh, season three, uh, before, uh, before the movie. So I was still kind of like on that weird Island by myself where I had, um, you know, where, where I had seen the movie, uh, in theaters. And so it, it's, I, I'm always interested to get the perspective, uh, from folks that are experiencing it on the big screen for the first time. Uh, so before, before we get in and unpack that, um, let's, uh, let's chat with, (laughs) let's, uh, let's chat with Trish. And, uh, and I see you got a, you had a, had a couple friends over there, which is, which is super cool and super chill. Yeah, that's actually um, my family. So that's my my mom and my stepfather, and oh. they are cross- they're causing all sorts of trouble over there. Um. <laughs> they, they are furiously making out right in front of us here on the on the uh, live screen. I, I love it. I love it. Stop. It's a family um, show. Yeah, I'm sorry. Anyways, no, it's um, fine. I, I'm just I'm just teasing. I, I'm. Um, One of the things that folks might not know about me is actually Mike Seibert is secretly a a super prude. Who knew? I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. It's beyond PG. Oh, no. Smooching. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, no, my mom. My mom's like, are they gonna? Do they want to interview me? I'm like, no, mom. You don't know anything about Transformers. Stay over there. Uh, <laughs> she's the, the air show. It's a very big air show, and they do have they have alcohol at this air show. So it's the end of the day. <laughs> um, anyways, so yeah, turn so down for what? <laughs> exactly. So my experience with the Transformers movie, you know, I actually wasn't a big part. Um, I didn't even really find out about the Transformers fandom until 2011 uh, in Dark of the Moon when that came out. And I'd been watching uh, the first Transformers show I actually ever watched was Transformers Prime. And so I kind of grew up on that one. And then I kind of got introduced to G1 a little bit as I went around and I met people uh, from the movie, from G1, and started to realize that, hey, these people are cool. I'm going to watch this. And then I actually didn't see Transformers the movie all the way through until the 30th anniversary event five years ago. And God even knows what year that was now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and that's actually um, where I met my friend, um, Joe Troutman, who's uh, inadvertently taken me on this huge long journey with Transformers. And it's been a very fun ride. I've met a lot of cool people and gotten to do a lot of cool things since doing that. So <laughs> a little shout out. Um, but yeah, no, so I've only seen Transformers movie all the way through a couple times. One Sunday, uh, the 26th, I think it was, and then yep. the 30th anniversary, and then I saw... I've seen parts and pieces of it, but I've probably only seen it all the way through like three or four times. Gotcha, gotcha. So, um, yeah, because, I mean, it, Transformers the movie is kind of like a, a weird piece of media as it fits into like the overall Transformers uh uh, catalog, I guess, because yeah. I mean, re- really, in a lot of ways, it's kind of like the centerpiece of G one. But like for folks that have grown up with other Transformers past G one, like you know, folks that uh, latched on to the live action movies, or maybe folks that were like Beast Wars folks, I've I've always I've always wondered how this movie works for those types of folks if that makes sense like i know why it's important to me but i don't know if i know why it's important if it's even important to uh to folks that don't have that that same type of experience if that if that makes sense yeah that makes sense yeah um, so, <laughs> I'm sorry if you guys hear a bunch of chatting and there's no, like a helicopter fine. flying overhead now. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, it's fine. It it uh, it uh, it adds to the ambience, and you know, you know, hopefully it's a a friendly helicopter and not like uh, not like that helicopter at the beginning of that 2007 movie. That was you know, we uh, we had those we had those uh, Ospreys and Blackhawks out here earlier today, so they were out here making a menace. But <laughs> this one, I think it's the news chopper. I'm not sure he's just flying around i got gotcha. you um so uh so apollo let's uh let's go back to you you had uh you had mentioned that this uh this screening was actually your first time seeing it blown up on the big screen you know you'd obviously uh seen the seen the movie prior to that but i guess let's let's get into it what uh um what was that experience like um seeing a movie that you had seen before but but being able to experience it in that kind of exhibition um it was amazing (laughs) so for many reasons and i'm going to skip over one part you know the thing that was at the beginning of the movie so we'll be talking about that later Um, but um no it was really cool because the theater like the center section was pretty full 
And it was mostly people in our age range, I would say, you know, mm-hmm. like um, I only saw one adult there with a kid. Um, the rest were, you know, I think they'd all seen the movie before because like the laughing started at, at the first line of the movie in the year 2005. <laughs> people started laughing and um, it was just really it was really neat seeing it on the big screen. You know, there were a lot of things like little details. I didn't notice watching it on my TV, like, Mm -hmm. um, like, especially like the UI on the computer screens in the movie with like the little flashing lights and, um, just little things like, you know, perceptor after, um, the cassettes he fights with the cassettes and they're off him like he's like you know adjusting his neck and stuff yeah. and it's just like those are little things i didn't even notice watching it on um the tv but it was it was it was fun it was a collective experience with the people in the audience and you know um it was interesting i think we had a lot of decepticon fans in the <laughs> audience because there was a lot of laughing at megatron and starscreams bickering and whatnot and um it was really special i'm glad that i was able to see it in theaters and what was pretty amazing was um no one left as far as i know i didn't hear anyone get up or anything until the credits completely finished it was yeah. like everyone was just like wanted it to keep going like they didn't want it to end it seemed like so it was really cool they they must have really really liked that transformers theme song yeah uh, <laughs> yeah I, and, and i i have a real hot take because like i i watched that movie two times in four days and oh, oh my gosh i don't yeah, I, I, don't, so. I don't need to hear that song anymore for a while <laughs> I mean, I, I love it. it. It's it's my favorite movie. It always makes me smile. It always makes me happy. But yeah, sitting through those credits, I'm like, okay, I I I, I think I think I've had my fill. It's kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, you have you have like your very favorite meal or like dessert or whatever, and you have too much of it, and it's just like, mm-hmm. mm, you know what, this is really good. But I think I've had enough. I I've, I think I've had too much. So that was uh that 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 was that was a little bit of my experience towards the the end of the end of the experience. I ended up uh, uh leaving uh kind of like halfway through the credits because I knew there wasn't anything at the end. Um uh kind of halfway through the credits of my second time watching it i i did end up going up both on sunday and on tuesday um so i um much like when i was seven years old i got to see it twice in theaters which um a good buddy of mine uh george soroy who i i uh, was on the podcast recently talking about his uh mini series about transformers the movie if you haven't checked that out go check out the excelsior journeys podcast really really great interviews he talked to like a lot of the voice actors and the writers and anyway, it's a, it's a, it's an incredible five part miniseries talking about uh, the history and the legacy and all of that stuff having to do with uh, Transformers the movie. But he hit me up on Facebook, and he's like, "Oh, you you've seen it twice, just like when you were a kid." And I didn't even put that together until he he said, "But it's like, oh yeah, I guess I guess so," because that that was that was always my flex when uh, even even when I um, as an adult uh, hanging out in the fandom, it's like, yes, but I saw it twice. I uh, and, and that and that was and it was literally on the strength of a commercial. 
They came on and said, it's so big, it's so exciting, you got to see it twice to take it all in. And I went to my mom, and I'm like, hey, mom, I got to go again. Well, you, already, <laughs> you already saw it. I'm like, yes, but I got to see it twice to take it all in. And and sure enough, she uh, um, she uh, she let me go a, a second time. And, you know, I went with like a couple friends, so it was it was a different experience both times. And, and really... That's kind of how it was this time as well. Like Sunday, Lucky and I went, uh, my wife and I, and then um, Tuesday, I ended up going by myself after I got off work. There was a theater showing it within walking distance. I uh, I thought I was going to have a couple coworkers uh, go with me, but they ditched. It's like, oh no, I got to go do kickboxing. I'm like, kickboxing? Wow. Come on, <laughs> wow. man. It's Transformers. Let's go. And and uh, and and he saw me posting about it. He's like, oh man, that, that oh, that was Tuesday. I totally forgot because I was just like, yeah, go, whatever. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but, but, um, so yeah, so, so for me at least it was, um, um, I did go to see it in 2018 for the first fathom events where they were trying to sell those, uh, 30th anniversary Blu-rays yeah. had a great, had a great time with it. So totally the fine. posters, the, post- we the didn't post, we get posters this year. I was so sad. Right. <laughs> I had how to bring ba- my own ba- poster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're, we're gonna to talk about your poster and your whole experience and mm-hmm. uh oh cuz i mean oh it, it is it is like a whole whole thing um oh, i had a big day that day <laughs> yeah i would say so um but yeah so i mean it, it was for for me at least especially the the tuesday showing i just i i wasn't as enthusiastic by by halfway through that that Tuesday showing, it's like okay, I've seen it. I'm not really seeing anything different, and um, and that's not necessarily to call it like a, a down note or a down experience. But I think I think seeing it twice in four days was just too much. I I think I think that <laughs> that that just I I kind of did myself a disservice by doing that in retrospect. Uh, but I'm certainly glad I had the opportunity, and I am glad that they put it out for two days because. Because there were a lot of folks that uh, that weren't able to go to see it on Sunday that were able to see it on Tuesday. I don't think it was designed for me to go see it twice, but but that's <laughs> that's what I ended up doing. I mean, you uh, go see any movie twice, and you're like, oh god, again. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Especially one that I I've seen so many times, and I think with the Tuesday show, I think I I was looking for some of the things that Apollo was referring to. You know, like maybe things I had seen before um you know things that you know were kind of trying to catch my attention i i think i think what kind of sucked some of the enthusiasm out of it is i think rather than watching it as i had on sunday and as i had back in 2018 i think i was more studying it rather than enjoying it and i think again i think i did myself a, um a disservice there um but there's a couple different. There's a couple different avenues I want to go with, but I, I think I will come back to them because I think I'm I, I'm I'm doing poor journalism here. I'm doing what they call burying the lead. You know, it's like when when you've got like the really provocative topic and you're not talking about it. So I'm gonna stop doing that. And um, uh, Trish, I'm gonna turn the the floor to you. And you know what? It in as much detail as you would like oh, tell wow. us a, tell us about your experience on sunday because you okay. uh you you got to participate in something very very special that i'm super yeah, jealous. I... I you know what i i tell you what like a week or so before i was 
considering jumping on a plane to go down and join you guys down there in Beverly you, you Hills. Really and I just, have. It would I, have been worth it. I, I get the feeling that's what it was, but yeah, I just it just just wasn't quite in the cards. But um, but yeah, yeah. Please, please take us there. What uh, what happened? Yeah. So um, the coolest thing is, I know I, we're probably going to talk about this later, but the shorts, the shorts that were filmed uh, before the movie and that came on, I actually got to help participate with that. Yeah. So that was super cool. I got to. I didn't do much. I was just got to go and take pictures of the actors recording their session. Which oh, was that's a, all. Oh, I just got to take super... pictures. I didn't really do anything. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big deal for me, but like I wasn't, yes. you know, there directing or doing anything, anything super cool or producing it like Joe was. But I got to go and I got to take the pictures and I got to record them recording. It was a super cool thing. So it was extra fun to go in and see this thing that we had done, which they actually didn't intend to do that originally. Hasbro tacked that on as like, a, oh, Oh, hey, we finished these shorts. Why don't we tack on the ones that are done onto, you know, the uh, the movie? And so that was super cool. So we got to go. We got to watch that. And then we actually got quite a few, quite a few members of the actual G1 cast and crew to come and join us for a showing. So we had um, Flint Dilly there, the director. We had Paul Eiding, voice of Perceptor. We had Michael Bell, voice of Prowl and one of the Dinobots whose name I can't remember at this moment in time. We had Greg Berger, voice of Grimlock. We had John Mashita, voice of Blur. Um, oh gosh, we had some other guys. We also had Stan Bush, who obviously wrote the touch and the Transformers scene that plays at the end of the movie. And then Vince Degola, who wrote, you know, like the entire soundtrack. And I think, honestly, my favorite thing about that day was we got to do like pictures and meet and greets and everything afterwards. My favorite thing was that we had ourselves a little theater and Flint was just having a ball with it. So we got an entire running commentary from cast and crew throughout the whole movie. So it was, oh, during it was, the movie. During the movie. So it was incredible. So, um, you know, Optimus Prime dies and Flint just out of nowhere goes, there's apologies, but a long time coming. But sorry, folks. And <laughs> the entire theater just cracked up and lost it. And then, like, you have some of the characters are saying their lines and the actors in the back going, me, Grimlock. And I was like, oh, this is just the coolest thing ever. So they were saying their lines and then Paul Lighting Perceptors going, um, the probability of X, Y, Z is, you know, this and this. And John Mashita is talking as fast as he possibly can. And it was just an incredible experience. And then they all got together and, and, we all got to take photos and they were kind enough to sign some stuff for some people. Um, and so it was an incredible day. It really was um, awesome. It was super cool to just go and be in that environment. And a lot of the actors actually, the actors had, but like Flint had never really seen the G1 movie all the way through. So oh, wow. <laughs> for him, it was like, oh, so we've been rehashing this thing. Let me go and see what we've been rehashing. And then he went and saw it and was like, I did a good job. <laughs> like, yeah, you did it. You did. But you kind of knocked it out of the park. You know, this is still like a, a pop culture classic, you know, 35 years down the line. So, but yeah, the running commentary and, and the chipping in by the actors and then uh, the audience, they, they figured out, we got to do a little announcement beforehand of who was in the house. So then when their names popped up for their character popped up on screen, you know, the audience was just like applause and cheering and clapping. And then it was a super fun, super immersive event, which like it could have not been. And honestly, it was stellar. And then we, a couple of us went and got lunch. Um, Lita actually was there. So it's a shame she's not here to, to talk about it with us because she was there. Um, and then we got to go to lunch with all the actors and uh, not all. Some of them came and Flint and everything. So that was that was incredibly fun. Um, just spend some you know, quality time with these super cool people who've been a big part of all of our lives. 
Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it, it was a real, true Hollywood experience. It really uh, was. And one that I'm very fortunate to have been a part of. That That's super cool. I, I would be lying if I didn't say I wasn't a little jealous because it, it just it just looked like everybody was having uh, such an incredible time. Now, I should um, also let folks know if uh, if you're hanging out with us here on the live stream, I um I I've had some conversations with Joe uh, Joe Troutman who uh, uh, you know wor- worked on the on the stop motion shorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are looking to do a podcast in the future where we're um, still solidifying the guest list, but at the very least, it's going to be. Uh, he and Flint Dilly, a story mm-hmm. consultant of Transformers the movie, to kind of talk about the the stop motion shorts project, how it came to be, how you know what what went into it, and kind of you know kind of in depth in that in that Mike Seibert radio fashion that 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 folks seem to enjoy. Um, but uh, unfortunately, Joe wasn't able to join us today. And and quite frankly, I I kind of I kind of wanted to have that separate from the well. Let's just talk about going to the movies. You know, <laughs> you know, we we can we can kind of do the 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 kind of deep dive. Um, now it was just kind of more about like celebrating, like like you were saying, Trish, where it's like, how cool is it that I get to see the movie with the folks that are in the movie I mean, yeah that's... it was it was incredible and then to get to see something in theaters that you had like just a teeny tiny you know part of participating in that was that was pretty exceptionally cool and then um joe was joe was very cool about it and i got to help it was cool because because i was kind of there helping out joe i kind of got to help out and so i got to stay afterwards and do like the they did a little um the actors actually have got together and did like a little speech and it caught everybody by surprise. And so um, I'll be posting it later. Um, they were like thanking everybody and talking about their experience with the movie and their experience with going and seeing it in theaters with a crowd, like with fans. And so that was super cool to, to hear their opinion of how the day had gone. Terrific. That that's, that's really cool. I, uh, you know, and, and to myself, I was thinking, I'm like, oh man, I hope somebody is recording something because that, <laughs> that, 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 that just seems like that, that's just a very special once in a lifetime type of thing. Like, you know, I, I'm sure Fathom Events is going to put the movie out again. You know, yeah. it's like, cause I mean, it, it it's kind of funny, like with, uh, so I, I've been buying the studio series 86 figures and mm-hmm. there, there's, there's been a lot of Transformers the movie 35th anniversary related stuff. You know, there there's the new 4K that's out. There's other toys as well, all to kind of like celebrate this particular anniversary. But then it's like, you know what? There's always going to be an anniversary. <laughs> so it's like, it's right. it's, yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, oh no, I can only get these toys once. It's like, no, I'm I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure in another five years they're probably going to do another run of figures or another, you know, some type of other home video release or you know something like that. But but what I'm getting to is like I. The the thing that you're describing, Trish, sounds like a, very much like a once in a lifetime uh, type of experience. And I'm uh, again, I, I just think it's so cool <laughs> that you guys were able to experience that. Hopefully um, everybody had a really great time. So there was, you know, the, the talks of, oh, we should do this again. So hopefully next time we'll be a little more organized. Um, you know, we kind of got a theater last minute. We just pulled everything together. Uh, but hopefully next time we'll get like a little bit 
more <laughs> in depth about it and everybody seemed to have a great time so i think they're all they'll all be in for a round two <laughs> when the next Absolutely. anniversary rolls around well and and you you actually kind of answered a question i i was just about to ask and and you know i i, I can ask joe when i when i have him on as well mm-hmm. it's kind of like how did this come together because like at at one point it was it seemed like it was just like like Joe and you and Flint and then it was suddenly yeah. like oh well you know oh well you know Michael Bell's in and now Paul Eiding is in and and next thing you know you got <laughs> half of the cast there at, at, at this uh, at this screening yeah so actually you know it just kind of we were like hey we should get together and go see a movie but then it got into the hey we should invite everybody and there were actually a lot more people who um had anticipated being there, but weren't there for um, other reasons. Frank Todaro um, and Jason Marnoka were supposed to be there, but they, Frank was over on the East Coast, and there were some things that didn't quite work out. Um, Dan Gibbleson was back East. So we just kind of reached out to people that each of us kind of knew in the fandom. We were like, hey, you want to join us for a get-together? And most of the time it was, you know, sure, let's, let's go hang out and have some fun and see this movie that is all kind of near and dear to our hearts together. Um, so kind of just started out as a let's go to the movies and see this thing that you helped create and we did a little thing for and turned into a whole big shebang (laughs) as things do. Very cool. Very cool. Um, Geez, uh, uh, Apollo, I don't know if we're living our best lives or not now because yeah, we, we just went to go see the movie at a regular regular movie theater. You know, being living an hour from Hollywood definitely helps. Yeah. <laughs> being in Southern <laughs> California makes it very accessible to go and, and do things with these these um, incredible people. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, awesome that 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 is so cool. Uh, uh, again, thanks for thanks for sharing and talking about um, that experience. Uh, one one of the one of the next things I I wanted to talk about is um, I don't know if it's unique to folks maybe my age but one of the things that i found this time around is there didn't seem to be a whole lot of as much enthusiasm for this uh fathom event showing as there was say like maybe the one back in 2018 like i um i i was corresponding with a handful of different uh podcasters that are kind of in in my age group and almost nobody went like, you know, I've seen the movie enough times, I don't need to go this time. So, but it got me to wonder, though, because I saw other folks that are not in my age group that were enthusiastic. Like, holy smokes, I get to see this on the big screen and, you know, that that kind of thing. So, I, I wonder, just as a, as a weird topic of discussion, is this one of the things where the younger generation is kind of taking it for their own and 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 it being as important to them um uh, apollo what do you kind of think about maybe i don't know i guess for lack of better term uh uh g1 or apathy for for lack of better term i don't i don't know what else to call it but but i mean like 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 i said i mean it's like there's more than a couple and i'm not gonna call anybody out here but like there was more than a few folks that i was really kind of surprised passed on uh on the showing and it's just like eh, no i've seen it it's fine um honestly i just think it's because of the pandemic 
I think mm. if we weren't in a pandemic, I think more people would have gone. Like, um, that's what I'm noticing because um, I've only been to the theaters twice um, since the pandemic started. And one of them was for Transformers, the movie, and it was a pretty decent turnout, at least where um, the theater I went to. But the other movie I saw, there were like three other people. So it's like, you know, um, I really honestly do think it's the pandemic. I think if we weren't in a pandemic, I think more people would be there. I do think, though, that um, a lot of younger folks are reaching out and seeing what other content is out there. And I'm, you know, and I don't really, really like using the word content, but you know, like, you know, but it's such an encompassing word, you know, media, like video movies, music, um, animation. Um, I think there's, you know, a, you know, a lot of people are expressing, at least from what I've seen, like, you know, bringing back 2D animation. This is a 2D animation film, you know, and um, I'm not sure if it is just like, you know, you know, the G1ers were, you know, just like, oh, I'm not going to go see it. But I, I mostly think it's because of the pandemic. Mm hmm. Gotcha. You know, and and I think that needs to be said. And I don't know if I considered that uh, uh, to its fullest because you're absolutely right. I think uh, uh, there there's still a degree of hesitancy w with regards to certain activities. Like um, like like give you an example. I I have a serious dilemma. I I have to consider uh, after after being rescheduled no fewer than a half dozen times. Uh, the Cybertronic Spree is finally coming to my town and and they and they're playing a show in Seattle next week and it's it's cool because like they're they're uh requiring a proof of vaccination and masks and so it it'll be a very safe show but the thing that I'm wrestling with is I don't know if safe translates to fun and I don't know if um, hanging out with uh, with a mask in a concert environment is something that I'm excited about. I'm not saying that that we shouldn't be no masks. I, I'm I, I, I'm not putting it out there like that, but that does kind of kind of hinder the fun. And so I, I'm really kind of debating whether I want to go or not. Um at, at a time where when I bought those tickets back in 2019, there wasn't anything I wanted to do more. And, 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 you know, just, just for uh, uh, listeners, viewers that, that might not be familiar with a uh, uh, Cybertronic Spree is a uh, band that, that essentially is, uh, is the stars <laughs> of the Transformers, the movie. And, uh, and, and they're awesome. They, they play songs from the Transformers, the movie soundtrack, as well as um, uh, songs from uh, popular video games and other types of eighties pop culture and, and things like that. They, they're, they, they are, they are super dope. They're, they're super, super cool bots, but, um, but yeah, I mean, and, and, and this, this is their first tour. Like, you know, they, they, uh, they're headquartered out of cyber Toronto up in, uh, up in Canada and they, and, and, and they've always played shows close to them. So they were really excited to get on the road in 2020 and well, we all know what happened in 2020. So, um, 
And so, yeah, so now they're, they're, they're finally at a spot where they, where they're touring. They've kind of pared the show down. Uh, they're playing smaller rooms. Um, and while it's cool, I don't know if it's the experience that I thought that I wanted. Like, like for example, the venue that they were going to play originally closed. You know, and, and, and they weren't able to uh, reopen. So, I mean, and, that, and that's a very real uh, consequence of the pandemic as well. Um, so I guess all of that is to say that, yeah, I, I think I, I think the ongoing pandemic does have a lot to do with with a potential enthusiasm for going out and and doing stuff. Um, but, yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't consider that, but yeah, no, I, I, I think you're absolutely, that's a very long way of saying, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm very excited for the Cybertronics free. They're coming to San Diego and LA. And, uh, I had a dilemma, which show do I go to? But then I found out that the San Diego show that I was going to go to is a 21 and up only venue. And oh, I was like, man. Dang, well, I guess I have to go to the other showing that's only an hour away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the good thing about California. <laughs> Absolutely. But, Absolutely. Yeah. I'm excited for it. I am too. Cool. And, um, and Apollo, where, um, oh, I, I don't remember where they're playing. Some, somewhere in Portland, a very, very wood log cabin looking room. It, it looks like, it looks like a really cool venue. Not, not to distract us too terribly much. It doesn't, um, I think it's called the Doug Fur Lounge. Okay. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't know where they're going to be playing in there. Like, uh, I was looking at pictures on their website, and I'm like, this looks like a restaurant to me. It, it looks like a really cozy cafe. There's yeah. like, there's, it's like all of this, like, you know, rich mahogany wood. It's lots of pine, very, lots yeah. of yellow, very yellow. It's a very yellow room. But, yeah. Oh my but, yeah. It very yeah. much fits like the Portland. Um, I, I, I was trying to figure out a way to say that sounds very Portland without being disparaging. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> Um, so the, the thing with, um, the thing I also want to ask and, and Apollo, you kind of addressed this a little bit earlier, but, um, have, having seen the, uh, the movie a couple times, but seeing it on the big screen for the, for the first time, um, is what, I, I, I was, I was going to ask you what, what you, um, may have picked up on that you hadn't noticed before, but you already mentioned that like the, the um, you know, some of the computer readouts and, and, um, and the perceptor thing that, that perceptor gag is, is hilarious though. I see secretly the the whole thing with the, with the tapes is one of my favorite sequences uh, because it, it shows um, the scale in, in a way that doesn't really get conveyed a lot that, you know, basically the, the bad guy tapes are just kind of like their um, own little army of uh, hooligans and miscreants. It looks like they're doing mischief more than, more than a uh, uh, menace. Um, and plus rumble just has that, has that classic line, which, which killed in my screening um, that, that, that was something you were talking about earlier, Apollo, where like, you know, the, the jokes just kind of land and and i i 
I, I don't know. I don't know if uh, either of you had this experience, but like, you know, since I've seen this movie a million and a half times, you know, I've committed it to memory. I know it frontwards and backwards and sideways and all that. I forget about some of the jokes. So it's like when the audience was laughing at a few things, it kind of caught me off guard. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. That line is funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like like they're, they're, in, the, they're in the shuttle and uh, the uh, Cup is talking about like, yep, just like the Shrek Bats of Dramadon. And mm-hmm. Howard's like, how'd you beat them? He's like, I'm trying to remember. There were an awful lot of casualties that day. Yeah. And everybody starts <laughs> laughing. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, yeah. And, and I and and it just it was one of those weird transportative moments because I remember when I was seven and I laughed at that line and I had never been in an experience with anybody who laughed at that line ever again to the point to where it's like, you know, kind of like when you laugh at something because you think it's funny and it, uh, I'm like, well, maybe that's just not funny, but, but sure enough hearing it and, and folks laugh at that line. I'm like, no, seven year old me was right. That, that is a funny line. <laughs> oh yeah. We inverted polarities. <laughs> it's so silly. Um, but yeah, I mean, so, so I guess, um, uh, just, I don't know if, if there are any other like sensory experiences that, that you wanted to, uh, call out while you were there seeing it on the big screen like like did any like any of the like sounds or the visuals or anything like that catch uh catch you in a way that it might not have at home well i actually noticed that i think the audio was kind of messed up in the movie theater um like you know normally you have like surround sound and i don't think we had that for some reason but um I've got to say, I really liked seeing Starscream on the big screen. Like, I was very happy about that. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I need a bigger TV. Like, yeah. Oh, so, my goodness. Um, yeah. But it was um, – I'm trying to think of anything else I noticed. Like, um, you know, just like, um, the, as I said, like, the little – things that the characters would do like I noticed like there's this one scene where like Unicron looks over his shoulder and it's like I didn't notice that before it's when the Dinobots are attacking him and um you know that was pretty cool you know just a lot of little things like that and um it hits differently in movie theaters like when Rodimus gets the Matrix and then it's like a rise Rodimus Prime you know like you know it's just like that was that was had a chill go down my spine, even though I knew that was what was going to happen. Um, that hit very differently too. Um, and I can see how this movie would impact like some, like a little kid, you know, just like, you know, with how, what happens and all the visuals and everything. Um, I noticed a lot of the background art more, mm-hmm. um, yeah. in the, in the theaters. And I think that's just because, you know, it's a bigger screen. Like my TV is not the biggest thing in the world either. I think I have like a 32 inch. So it's like, you know, there are monitors, computer monitors that are bigger than that. But, um, sure. you know, um, I don't know. I think a lot of the lines landed differently too. Like I really remember, you know, the sequence when Optimus is talking with Ironhide at the beginning and like, you know, the little details of the laser beak, you know, like um, that um, stood out to me too. Um, 
Very cool. I mean, it, 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 it's a rich tapestry. It really kind of is. And it, it's something that I've taken for granted since I've seen it so many times. It's like I found myself several times just looking at those gorgeous background paintings, mm-hmm. like like especially like when when they're on the junk planet, um, even like like the weird designs on the Quinison planet. It's just like there, there's all of those details are just so rich and vivid and it's cool to see them on on a larger uh big screen um so trish uh so you you've seen the movie a a handful of times as well um and obviously your experience was was very different uh well with the the running commentary but was there anything visually or audio wise that that you caught this time around that that you hadn't previously you know, honestly, um, it had been so long since I'd seen it. And I've spent a lot of time in the Transformers fandom between when I first saw it and then before. I hadn't really been a huge fan or very well immersed into the fandom for very long when I first saw the movie. So coming in and seeing it and coming in with much more knowledge and understanding of the characters themselves, it was super interesting to see how the character development they flesh out and these conceptions that people have about all of these characters played in even back then in the movie like I didn't remember um Galvatron agreeing to be like Rodimus we have a common enemy and then he only goes rogue after you know Unicron does whatever that mind torture thing is and um, a lot of the jokes hit differently like they were funny I understood them I understood all the references like I knew about the joke or you know the strike bats of Dramadon and and um a lot of the art um that was a big thing and then just watching the things that characters were doing in the background like you don't notice that when you're watching it on a small tv or you're watching it on your laptop or something um but honestly for me the biggest difference was just because i was coming in with so much more knowledge and understanding of the characters uh, and then like hearing like the audio things like the beeps in the background that you only get when you have surround sound or the characters who are saying something when on your screen it only sounds like unintelligible battle screaming but they're actually issuing commands like magnus issued a couple commands but if you're listening to it at home, like the soundtrack is so intense and there's so much yelling going on by the Autobots that you can't hear Magnus issuing those commands unless you're in the theater. So um, it was honestly more more little things than it was bigger things. Yeah, yeah, and, and that and that's been a lot of my experience as well. Just picking up on uh, those um, those little things, like like you said, the just the little artifacts in uh, the soundtrack. Um, the thing that one of, one of the things that that really caught my attention, and it was one of the things you had mentioned earlier, Apollo, was the uh, the computer monitors. Those uh, anything where there was. Um, uh, the the lighting effects and the special effects anything where there was like additional lighting all of that just really popped in uh in this new 4k mm-hmm. transfer mm-hmm. have um have either of you watched the uh the new 4k on um on home video i have not um i have i a, have it but i have not <laughs> yeah I, I mean like i don't have a 4k player i watched the blu-ray the blu-ray version though of the new one oh, okay okay gotcha um well and and this is the definitive version of of the movie it's like if uh if you don't have this on home video yet go get this one um because because that that blu-ray the uh the full frame version that that is phenomenal that 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 uh that that disc two is even better than the 30th anniversary one i think in terms of like picture clarity and things like that but um but one of the one of the things that 
that again that that just really grabbed my attention the way all like the the um uh the screens and all the lights and beeps they they just had like a a special pop and twinkle to them mm-hmm. and i will tell you though for folks that um that watch it on home video and this is kind of the difference between theatrical exhibition and watching it at home on tv all of those effects are even are that much more pronounced on on TV because your TV is lit differently than a movie screen. Mm-hmm. So it's like those that that have the 4K and have a 4K enabled stuff that those those effects really pop in a way that it really really got my attention. I I I I watched like five minutes of it when I first got it. And I, I was just like, I, you know, like the whole uh, Unicron devouring a uh, Lithone sequence. And mm-hmm. just like when the energy goes, lights up his, his around his ring, I'm just like, wow, this is, this is something special. And I had to stop. Otherwise I had to watch the whole dang movie. So, <laughs> so, so then, yeah, I've, I've since watched that whole, the, the 4k on, on 4k disc. And it is, it's just incredible. Um, one of the other things that, that that I noticed that's a that's a little different, and and this is like uh, big time nerd stuff. So to, so kind of forgive me this one a bit. So so um, Apollo on your on your Blu-ray, it's it's the uh, it's it's square. It's a square full frame image. Mm-hmm. Um, a little, little bit of trivia about uh, the the way Transformers the movie was made versus the way it was screened is it was made for it was made square to be played on television. You know, because they even though they were going to put it out in theaters, they were still going to put it out on TV. So so they wanted to um, have it in that square aspect ratio. So when they put it out in theaters, though, movie screens are rectangular. So the tops and bottoms of the image are cropped off. Now, it wasn't until the 20th anniversary edition um, back in 2006 that, that Sony put out that they restored a widescreen version of it. But even watching it at the time, I'm like, wait a minute, something's not right here. And the tops and bottoms of the image is still cropped off. Where I'm going with all of this is every theatrical screening of Transformers the movie has had the tops and bottoms cropped off. Um... What what Shout Factory did with this version of the 4K, though, they cropped it in a different spot. And what, what I mean by that is there, my, my go-to scene to tell where the film has been chopped is the scene after they... Um, assemble Autobot City and like all of like the guns come out there. There's the final shot of that is there's a gun turret that spins around and you can see the barrel of the gun. And on this gun barrel, there's like a little anime gleam that goes from like the bottom to the top in the, the way the film has been cropped in the past. You can't actually see the gleam. So like in, in 2018, when I went to go see it for that, for that 30th anniversary thing, it was chopped exactly where I suspected it was going to be, you know, it's, and top of the gun barrel was cut off. I went to go see this 
and and again i'm watching for it they cropped it lower they took more off the bottom and left more on the top so you can see the full gun barrel it's just i mean it, again this is like the deepest deepest minutia thing but i was just like <laughs> hey and what that tells me and i haven't watched it like frame by frame and i'm sure i could at some point but i would imagine that maybe they went like scene by scene to kind of see where like the appropriate way to crop it is as opposed to just you know laterally chopping it off at the top of the bottom because there were a few other scenes that i can't really call off off the top of my head that um that yeah, it's like no, this this is crop different. Some somebody paid attention to what was going on here. So anyway, so that 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 was like my one thing, and also, and I don't know how come I didn't notice this before, but like when um when the when oh gosh on, on the on the junkie on planet um RC is getting run down by by a junkie on on a motorcycle and is like, you know, hitting at her with an axe and then she, you know, does the the spin blade move thing. I didn't know or notice that that's a female junkie on. Huh. I didn't either until just now. Yeah, yeah, and and it's just like because it's like I mean she's I mean or at least female presenting i mean like she, she just like rc you know she's very pink she's she's got pink face and she's got uh uh red lips and i was just like huh i never noticed that before but so yeah so so that that was kind of like my my big thing i was like i never noticed that before um but yeah i mean so yeah i mean it's 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 always a cool experience it's always really fun um but man, Trish, that uh, that wind is kicking up down there at, at it the is, beach. It's getting cold out here. <laughs> oh, no. I was I was gonna say it's it's. it's uh, now. Sun's about to go down. Yeah, sun's about to go down. So I I think I think now it's kind of like a good time to just kind of go go around the room and just kind of uh, wrap up with uh, with final thoughts. And um, so yeah, I mean, I guess on the whole, um, let's uh, let's start with you, Apollo. What's um, oh, wait a second. Hang on. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm I'm pulling I'm pulling a Kanye West on on Taylor Swift here. I was just like, I'll let you finish. I'll let you finish. Um, I I guess I mean before we get out of here, let let's talk very briefly about uh, about the stuff that happened before the movie because we we referred to the shorts but we didn't really talk about them. <laughs> no, um, we didn't. So, yeah. so so yeah. So we'll hit on that in a sec. But yeah, I mean there there were there were a couple commercials. There was like one for like a like a um a, the three zero bumblebee statue which is only like 70 bucks um that looks really cool there was like a gamestop commercial that said like hey if you uh if you spend uh 35 bucks on transformers you can be entered in for that auto converting optimus prime which i don't know i don't know how to do that actually like so uh it's like i I, and i actually sent something to gamestop too i was like i went to go see the movie in fact i went to go see it twice and i still don't know how to enter in to win could you help a brother out um (laughs) because well because they they have um uh i have it on pre-order from uh hasbro pulse but that's not it's not gonna ship until next year but they have uh they they have uh the sweeps so um and they have them in stock oh wow yeah i i just checked it this morning and i'm like Oh my gosh, that's in stock. I could buy that right now. Get get a Wave Three <laughs> Studio Series A six. Um, 
But anyway, and and that would, you know, and I I buy something else that'll get me to 35 bucks. I might. Anyway, I'll see if GameStop get back, gets back to me. If they do, I'll let everybody know on on socials what's uh what's what and what's going on there. But um the the other thing before we talk about the shorts is like they had a commercial for this uh this uh, uh war of warships world of warships or something like that. All I know is that at one point my boy is driving a boat and it's just like I don't know I just I mean the game looks fun but like I I like that like all of the the warships have specific personalities and paint jobs and uh, you know Starscream was vamping it up you know Hot Rod and Grimlock were cool but yeah. The, the sound wave boat looks really cool and he just i don't know it's something about the controls he was doing it's just it's just a lot of, a lot of big dad energy and i i was here for it i i might have to play that game just to just to see what the sound wave stuff is all about <laughs> that made me think of you when i saw sound <laughs> <laughs> like with the controls it's like a bike like... so funny i just thought that was that was the most uh um hilarious thing and um, so all of that stuff was commercials, and I think that a lot of fans misconstrued the shorts as commercials. Because I've heard, I've I've seen folks talk about it on Facebook and Twitter, saying, "Oh, the the commercials for the action figures," and I I haven't really. Um, I, I want to make sure and get Joe and Flint on first before I start <laughs> sharpshooting some of these folks because it's like that's that's not really what they were meant to be. But they aren't really sure what they want them to be yet. It's a pretty safe, uh, pretty safe answer um, from what I've heard uh, on both sides of the conversation here and seeing it. Uh, they're not sure what the heck they want to do with them, but they're fun as heck. So <laughs> absolutely. Um, so yeah, so I mean, I, I've rambled for a few, um, uh, Apollo, do you want, you want to talk about, uh, y- your experience seeing, uh, uh, seeing those shorts? Cause you know, we, uh, um, kind of, kind of, we didn't know anything specifically, but, um, I at least had an idea that something was coming. I just didn't know what it was or when it was. So I, I was kind of like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, uh, okay, well, I can't say nothing about nothing, but, um, but yeah, so, so that it was just kind of exciting to finally see where it's like, when it unfolds, I'm like, that's the thing. That's, that's the, the thing, thing. I've, I, I've been sworn to secrecy since Thanksgiving about. That's the thing. God damn it. And, and it was very exciting to see it play out. But, um, but yeah, I mean, so let's, I mean, yeah, let's, let's talk about the shorts and what we thought about them before, uh, before we close out. Um, I thought they were fun. You know, um, I was very excited to see Joe's name in the credits after them. Like, I was just like, I was like, oh, that's so cool. Um, I thought they were fun. Um, I really liked the Rodimus one the best. I thought that was funny. (laughs) And um, I thought there were there were a lot of funny moments for um, like during the jazz one, they're like, Oh yeah, these guys die too or whatever. And like Optimus's star scream, like look at the camera, like, wait, what? <laughs> like, you know, like, um, but I like those stop motion animations. Like I think they have a lot of character to them. Um, and I liked the third, I liked all of them though. The third one was fun too. Um, I wish that, they would do more of those animations. I think they're a lot of fun and, um, you know, it's cool to see the toys being used, you know, to make something so imaginative like that. Absolutely. 
So, um, so Trish, you obviously have have a completely different level of access <laughs> and experience with uh, um, with, Came with out those shorts. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so wait. So, hang on, hang on. Th- this is breaking news. Did did you guys not know those were going to be part of this showing of the movie? Not originally. What? Um, we, we had no, we, there was a concept and then the timetable got moved. And so we were like, we don't know what's going to happen. And then we managed to pull, pull through a little bit right at the end. So it was kind of a, uh, Hey, this would be fun if we did this by the movie anniversary that came out. And then we weren't sure like what was going on. And then like we managed to get, uh, they were, they managed to get a couple of them in there. And so it was, it was very, very there were a bunch of concepts and we weren't sure which ones were going to get picked up. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so, so what was it like then, um, uh, seeing those in front of all your friends, basically? You know, it was kind of cool. It was kind of cool to say, Hey, you know, I was, you know, I was there when they did this and, um, a lot of people didn't realize until the end of the shorts or when they saw the couple credits that we actually have, G1 voice actors acting different characters like Greg Berger and John Mishita are acting as their respective characters and also playing additional roles like Greg yeah. Berger was the sound engineer in the jazz short and Stan Bush was jazz and uh, one of the I'm trying to remember like I don't want to say anything I'm not supposed to yeah I was gonna say uh, be careful <laughs> when in doubt leave it out yeah um, I can tell I can tell uh, this stuff though that that you know because it's in the credits that Stan Bush was jazz and that sort of thing. So um, it was super fun to get to be like, Hey, you know, this was something I got to be part of. And now I get to see it in theaters in the big screen and um, getting to be there with them when they recorded was like super cool. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, they were super fun to watch and um, getting to see them finished and not just the voices was so cool. Uh, especially hearing everybody's reactions to them because at first people were like what is this and they were like oh and we tried to make uh, one like they, they tried to make them so that they were kind of like fan service moments like oh let's clear up the whole who's cyclonus thing and you know throw some comedy in there at the same time and well why did jazz make it out of there when he should have died so it, it, we they, they tried to make them super fun and i definitely think they succeeded um, I had a great time with the shorts all the way around, and then you know, we brought in a couple of new voices for uh, actors who couldn't uh, couldn't partake or were no longer with us. So I got to meet some super cool new people and and make some new friends all the way around. Very cool, super super fun, and and, and again, <laughs> I just yeah, I I mean I mean again, like I I had had a multi layered experience with it because it's like first it was the shock of oh this is the thing, <laughs> yeah. and and then and and so it it almost took me like until that that second viewing to not have that shock oh, to just shit. wow <laughs> the seagulls attacking the seagulls <laughs> no the two ospreys just flew over like 50 oh, wow. feet above me i was like what the hell oh shit. 
Oh, shit. I was like, are they, are they crashing? I'm so sorry for my language. Um, that scared me. <laughs> I understand. It's okay. Too awesome. Like, they're literally 50 feet above me. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> they were crashing. I was like, is this an invasion? I was so yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because all we saw on, on the video here was the flock of seagulls. So, so we just thought it was yeah, a bunch of loud so seagulls and no, scaring. Those were ospreys. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I, I did not expect that. I apologize. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I, I forget what I was talking about. Oh, uh, so yeah, so it, it it took me until like that second viewing to to really appreciate the, the humor and the craft in it because then I could just enjoy it because, you know, I don't have the novelty of like, I um not the novelty, but like the, the shock of the new of like having to like read the credits to, you know, like study it. Whereas, yeah. Yeah, second time through, I could just you know just enjoy them, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean all 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 three were funny. I I liked how uh, Stan Bush as Jazz uh, saves his character from being discontinued. I thought that was yes. that was neat. Um, the second one with uh, with uh, Apollo, like you had said, um, you know, hot rod with the with the Matrix, and I and I I. I loved. Oh my! Um, I, I loved how they how they showed off the features of the character too, because he does. He he he. Uh, I, I forget what the line is, but he says something about Galvatron having greasy hands, and he like does the thing where like his hands open and close because Studio Series Hot Rod can do that, so he can grab the Matrix, and it just. I just love those little visual gags where he's just yeah. like, yeah, he's got greasy hands. Clack, clack, clack. Oh. Let's see. So, um, oh yeah, and 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 the third one obviously was the whole a uh, 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 sweet legislation who was who and um yeah in in all in both of my screenings you know um all three shorts had lots of chuckles lots of lots of laughs and folks really seemed to enjoy those uh uh, quite a bit so so congratulations to to joe and company and and yeah so that's uh looking forward to potentially more of those in the future and we'll just Leave it I, there. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm. No trouble um, over here. I don't know. You got, yeah. No, these last three were great. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> they were great. So, um, so as, as, uh, as we wrap up, cause yeah, again, it, it's, it's going to get dark and Trisha's going to get real cold real quick. So I, I think, I, I, I think it's, I think it's, uh, about that time, but before, uh, we go around the room and, you know, shout out our stuffs and our things, um, any final thoughts on either this particular screening, this, uh, this, this fathom event, um, or the, uh, the movie in general, um, just kind of like a, as, as a piece of, uh, Transformers fiction, I guess, you know, like an icon of, of, of the Transformers franchise. Um, uh, Apollo, let's start with you. Just a kind of final thoughts as we wrap up. Oh, wow. That's a lot in one question. Um, I know. I know. Right. Um, I think that if you're a Transformers fan, you need to see it in theaters at some point, the movie. Um, I thought that this was really fun. Um, I hope they do this again in the future. Um, and it was very different for me to see it in theaters and I'd like to see it again. I wish I would have gone to the Tuesday showing and I didn't go. So, um, but 
Um, yeah, I'm glad I went. Um, I wish I would have gone to the one in 2018 because I did have tickets for that. I just didn't go. So, um, yeah, so that, yeah, it was just really great. Like, you know, seeing it on the big screen, I'd like to see it again. And it was very different than watching it at home. Absolutely. Yeah, I I think it's, uh, you know, I I go back to those original commercials and trailers from 1986, where it's like, you know, it's, uh, it's an incredible rock and roll adventure in widescreen animation. I mean, they really, really hyped it up. And, And again, that that old chestnut that that i uh uh played on my mom it's like you know it's so big it's so exciting you gotta see it twice to take it all in and i believe all those things i think this is a big screen adventure that needs to be experienced that way because it um it's it, it's 86 minutes of relentless fun. I it's easy to forget how fast this movie goes. It is it is a fast-paced movie and and you are in and out on the quick. It doesn't it doesn't waste a moment. I love it. Yeah, and it ends really abruptly too. It really kind of does. I'm just like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> like that's something like when I first saw it, I'm like, "Whoa, this ends super abrupt." So Yeah, it's like, "Well, nope, evil is defeated. Let's go. We're we're done here, folks." <laughs> <laughs> and then of course you get the cavalcade of like everybody that's still alive it's like oh mm-hmm. everybody was okay because it, it it is weird though and i forgot about this from like when i was a kid but like you kind of think that some of those new characters are in trouble like like when unicron squeezes the the junkie on ship and and throws it away it's like do you know that retgar and perceptor and all those junkions are okay i mean you do at the end of the movie when they're hanging out there but there's no other indication um prior to that very bizarre oh no we just oh, lost no. trish dang it and i, I was oh. I almost went to her first too, because Aww. like I had a feeling like her juice was running low, but um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see if she uh, happens to rejoin us. But in case, um, in case she doesn't go listen to more than meets the ear, they talk about transformer Cybertron. It's a, it's, it's a really fun podcast. If you like any of the type of stuff that we do, I think you'll really enjoy um, um, their show as well. So uh, go check it out. But, um, but Apollo, the, uh, um thanks as always for for jumping on with me these uh these chats are always fun um yeah. and uh and and before we part ways uh, you want to let folks know what um uh, what you're up to where we can catch up with you how we can uh commission your arts on the internet and how we can listen to you on the podcast you know the stuff the things yeah, I'm involved in quite a few things, huh, Mike. Yes, qu- quite quite a few hands and quite a few pies, which is which is great. I I'm I am so happy and so proud of the um, output you've been doing in just like the last couple years. It's like it's 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 really neat. I, I'm just I, I'm just, I'm just really I I couldn't I couldn't be any more proud of your progress. Oh, thank you so much. That means a lot to me. So, um, yeah. So I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Robo Apollo. Um, I am a fan artist, and I have commissions open, um, mostly to um, help with this little guy here, who's my dog Jazz. He's got Aww. like really bad skin allergies, so there's going to be a lot going on with that. So, um, 
If you want to commission me, um, please follow me at Robo Apollo on Twitter and Instagram. And in my pinned tweet on Twitter is my commission info. Um, I also just share general Transformers news as I see it. And, you know, just like chatting with people in the fandom. So if you just want to chat, you can say hi and yeah, that'd be great. Um, I'm also a guest host on Transmissions, and they're on Twitter as well. And they also have a Discord server. So um, you can check those out as well. It's a really fun show, and they do the show weekly. It comes out, they do it live Sunday for people who are on the Discord, and then the episodes come out later on in the week. Absolutely. In fact, the most current episode of Alt Mode is you and Charles talking about your experience watching uh, Transformers the movie in the theater. And it's uh, it's not an hour and a half. I know, <laughs> so, right? <laughs> I, I, I listened to it on my walk Friday morning. I'm like, 15 minutes. Perfect. I am like, I'm like, I, I, I could squeeze an hour and 15 minutes out of the same material and conversation. Yeah. Well, the, the difference between that show and your show is um, their shows, very, their shows are very structured mm-hmm. transmissions. So they, there's always an agenda. We go and hit all the agenda items. So, mm-hmm. um, and I, and I like that, but I also like this free form version too. So yeah. just chatting mics. <laughs> So, um, and with Trish too, who's not here anymore, but, um, I always like this. (laughs) I know. Yeah, absolutely. And again, these, these conversations are, are always fun, but I think our time here has ended as a, as you're watching on the video, you can see how things have gotten darker. The suns are starting to go down in the Pacific Northwest. And, and I think that will wrap things up for, for this week's episode though. So thank you so much for listening to the podcast and hanging out with us here on the live stream. And if you want to listen to all of my past shows, uh, Mike Seibert Radio, Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or wherever the heck else you listen to your podcast. And you could check out the full show archive out on SoundCloud. Five years and over 300 episodes worth of shows out there. And you can become a Mike Cybertronian and join the MSRP Friends and Fans Facebook group. Uh, tune in to the Mike Cybert Radio podcast live stream on Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook Live. Like, share, rate, and review the show. Let us know what you'd like and what you'd like to hear more of in the future for my guests trish and apollo my name is mike this has been mike cybert radio and until next time tell all are one make good choices tell all are one tell all are one oh yeah and wear a mask and get the vaccine goodbye yes. <laughs> you've been listening to the mike cybert radio podcast Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching at Mike Seibert Radio. Email us at MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com. The spelling on that, of course, is S-E-I-B-E-R-T. Call into the voicemail hotline at 231-224-MIKE. Once again, that's 231-224-6453. Special thanks to Michael Geisler for our theme music, For more like it, check out ByDoorMusic.com. This has been a Mike Seibert Radio Production. It is the year 2005, and a new evil threatens the galaxy's most incredible adventure you've ever seen. Transformers, the movie. Does Prime die?
Then who would lead the Autobot? And what is the secret of the monster planet? It's so big, so exciting, you've got to see it twice to take it all in. Transformers, the movie. Printed PG, open to theaters everywhere in three days. <laughs>